Hi, everybody. This is Kimberly. And this is Katie. And you're listening to a late night recording coming at you. KCRW. No. Of a date with Dateline. Of a date with Dateline. What's the what's the radio station that I'm thinking of? Coast 103.5. Yeah, Coast 103.5. Love songs. Coming Love at songs you. on the coast. Janet loves you, Stephen. She's sorry for what she did. <laughs> and she wants you back, baby. And that it's for all those times <laughs> you stood by me. For all the hundreds you We're very tired already. Okay. Um, oh, I got to say happy birthday to Dana from Fayetteville, Arkansas. Happy birthday, Dana. daughter, Brooklyn, is away happy at college. Happy birthday, Brooklyn. No. Dana's nope. birthday. Brooklyn okay. is away at college, and they keep in touch and bond over discussing our podcast. Isn't that oh, amazing? No. Oh, oh, no. That's sweet. But I thought it was sweet, considering it is sweet. my mom only listens to the podcast because I don't call her very much, and she feels like it. it's like she gets to talk to her daughter. <laughs> Every time I talk to my mom and I bring up the podcast, she said, what's it called again? <laughs> Every single time. Every single time. And I just, I stopped getting my feelings hurt. It's just, I just let it go. Okay. What's it called? It's called Serial. Serial, <laughs> Mom. I had to change my name. So Sarah Kidding is me. Uh, oh my God. It's so funny. That would be great. Oh, we have such different lives. It's really funny. I know. Um, we fine. have we have a smothering mother and the opposite. They're Correct. both annoying and different. I'm sorry, Mom. I love you. You're not annoying. Sorry. Your sorry. mom is not annoying. Have, Your mom is have, a, have you met the woman? Dar- I love your mother. I know. We all do. Um, okay. So happy birthday to Dana, though. We thought that was really sweet. That Happy birthday, Dana. Hi, Brooklyn. Um, so this episode is called Deadly Intent. And it's an old one. Season 22, episode 3, October 4th, perhaps. Could be October 13th. Different sources say different things. <laughs> Once oh, again. <laughs> cannot find. Pull it together. 2013, though. We can all agree that it was 2013. Okay. So we have something. Mm. And it's hosted Which by I just Sir Mankey. In my head, I was like, oh, so three years ago. But it wasn't three years ago. Three it's years not ago. not 2016. Wow. So I'm living in the moment. I don't need wow. any flack from you. That explains your fashion sense. Oh. I don't know what I'm saying. Like that your fashion sense is two years old. I don't know. I don't know what that means. I don't I don't even know what that would, what was hip in 2013? I don't know. Maybe it was like a, oh, that Prada is so last season type of joke or something. Is that what you were trying to do? I would even know what Prada was. Yeah, I was going to say, would you know what? (laughs) No, I shop at Target and the $5.99 online store. What $5.99 online? It's really cheap clothing. It's $5.99. Everything is $5.99. What's the, can you send me the link? Yeah, it's really is bad. Is it decent? Is no. It, oh, wait, does it smell like chemicals though when you get it, or is it okay? Yeah, no, it does. Nothing fits <sighs> properly. Okay, that's, um, that's my type of thing. I'll take it. But I have some some things from them that I just wore into the ground. I've really gotten my use out of that five ninety nine. See, yeah, I just I got a pair of shoes in the mail. Sorry, tangent, everybody. Just fast forward. I got a pair in the sh- uh, shoes in the mail from eBay that I was so excited about because they were eight dollars. They had a dog face and a cat face. Oh. 
Yeah, it was one one, and they were like a weird. They were black and white, like really graphic. One was a dog, and one was a cat, and I was excited because I thought you'd be excited about that them because I was like, "Oh yeah, it's one for Kimberly, one for me." They smelled so strong. I took them in my suitcase to Las Vegas, and my entire suitcase. When I opened it up, I was like, "What happened? What spilled in here?" I thought I had spilled nail polish remover. Oh, because the chemicals was were so strong. So I Febreze them down in a sink and left them in the sink. And then the whole bathroom smelled and I just threw them away. I never <gasps> even got a chance to wear them. They smelled so strongly of like petrol. Did you write the people on eBay? No, you're no, too nice. No, I let it go. No, I you're let it go. You're too nice. I let it go. I probably should have just written a review and been like, heads up, buttercups. These are going to smell like gasoline. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're going to smell really bad. Don't smoke near them because... You'll go up yeah, like these are highly flames. flammable. Wow. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's a shame. Okay. Sorry, deadly intent. Okay. So this story is about a perfect family living in San Diego. That always goes out well. Perfect families do really well on Dateline. Connie yeah, and Larry, a leader in the church. Another Oh boy. Another oh, thing boy. that goes very well. Um, they have kids. Uh Jill. Okay, this is my favorite. So they were kids. Now they're kind of grown up. And the way Dateline tells you that these children are grown up was Jill has a child of her own. Jacqueline is married. And Jonathan left high school behind a long time ago. So Jonathan has done nothing but graduated high school, maybe? Unsure. A long time. And he's old now? Like, he's just aged, basically. Um, Do you want to tell us who's hosting this episode? I already did. Mm. You talked over me, and I'm I chose sorry. not to repeat it. I did. Yeah, but did it's I okay. Really? Yeah, but I it's straight okay. up talked over it. Yeah, but it's okay. Sorry, everybody. Sorry, Kimberly. No, it's fine. Don't feel bad. I do it all the time. In fact, listening to the Mank files to me is so painful it, it because I my heart interrupt him so much. It's- so do I. I talk right over the top of him, and I think I'm being delightful. Yeah, and me like too. Having a conversation. No, but it, we're being but on so a podcast, rude. It yeah. sounds terrible. No, it sounds like we're being very rude. We're just cutting him up. But it, I was trying to show my excitement. I mean, so was I. Okay, no, we we need to have him back and say we we messed up. Please yeah. come back. Yeah. No, for real. Oh, we we need to learn how to be better interviewers. We should have taken a class in this. Maybe we should, we should a just course. put this podcast on hiatus for like six months and we go how to learn how to do it and then come back. Why but, can't we learn as we go? I think we just learn as we go. Well, you just left like a 30-second pause of dead silence. But so that, have... for example, might be something we would learn not <laughs> to do. Be faster. I have a trick to take that out, though, so no one's ever going to know about that until this moment right now. Well, I just broke the fourth wall. delete silences. Yeah, don't do that. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. So this episode takes place in 2010, um, sometime after Jonathan presumably graduated high school (laughs) or got his GED. Or left high school. Or just left, he just high, left school high school of his own volition. <laughs> yep. A long time ago. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he... Maybe he went into the army. Maybe he just went to Costa out. Rica to sell yep. drugs and surf. He just wanted <laughs> to be a surfer. Um, so we don't know. But the other two children, very successful. They have families. And apparently that's how Dateline measures success. So, mm-hmm. and that's rude. You know what? I don't have a child and I'm not married. Okay, don't take it personal. Just... This is their life, not yours. Okay. So one day in 2010, 
there's an explosion outside a daycare center. And the daycare worker says, oh my goodness, what was that? Which I don't know if that would be, that's, you sh- You know you are pure of heart if you say, oh my goodness, when you hear a giant explosion and you don't drop an, drop an F-bomb. Did she say that? Did the interviewee say that? Uh-huh. Or did Dennis say that in place of the interviewee? Um, it's, she said it. It's Mank, not Dennis. <laughs> Do you want to cut that part out? (laughs) Why do we record late at night? (laughs) Like right before we started recording, I said something about Lacey. And you said, who's Lacey? And you said, oh, your brother's (laughs) sister. (laughs) Wait a minute. (laughs) I'm sure it's not Dennis. Wait, watch the episode right now. I feel like it's Dennis. No, it's Josh. You're right. I'm Josh in my notes. Oh, my God. Okay. Oh, oh Lord. And oh. we were just begging Josh to come back on the podcast. And you don't even know what he looks like. You can't even pick out the man in a lineup of Dateline hosts. There's only four of them. It's not that hard. I... Everyone, please don't kick <laughs> don't, me off this podcast. Don't tell Mank. Just don't. He doesn't listen. No, and just don't, don't tell him. Okay, I am a good co-host sometimes. I just no one tell Mank. Oh my lord. Okay. Uh, oh boy. Okay, starting now. This is gonna be really good. Let's do this. Okay. Okay. So, Connie, the wife, her car has exploded, and her car like rolled into another car, and she was in the car. And the owner of the daycare center is telling the story of how there was this huge explosion. And she went and she saw her coworker, Connie, like laying in the street all bloody. And while she's telling the story, this little old lady neighbor keeps trying to get in the shot. Really? <laughs> and, they, and they finally zoom in to get rid of her. <laughs> it made me laugh so hard I had to keep rewinding That's amazing. and watching it. Oh, it was That's amazing. so good. Um, so Connie is rushed to the ER, and the kids, uh, the I think it might be Jill, not sure, and Jonathan, who went off to surf in Costa Rica, they think the truck malfunctioned. And I was like, great, thank you. Let's add randomly exploding cars to things that I'm now afraid of. Right, exactly. As if I wasn't already scared of that. So the police find remnants of a car bomb. And they think it's terrorists. Then they think, yeah, I know. It seems weird that terrorists would just go for one lady. I was. I was immediately like, was it terrorists, though? I don't know. San Diego does have an air base, Air Force base there, a military base. What am I trying to say? Is it outside? Is the military base connected to the preschool? No, but their second theory was that it had to do with getting back at the cops because several cops had kids that went to that preschool. So they thought it could be the cops, like going after cops. And so it, that would, like, my opinion is like, well, why wouldn't it be the mob if it's a car bomb? I feel like it's the mafia. Yeah. Do they do that too? Yeah, they do. Sure. Did they do that on the Sopranos? Maybe. I feel like they just shot people in the head. Okay. Well, I don't this know. Is a more designer way of doing that Mm -hmm. Hmm. i don't know mafia could you contact us and let us know car car bombs are not like a common dateline theme no and i think that i feel like no not at all and i think that cops were flummoxed 
because it's not a common thing at all to happen. Yeah. Just like in our Patreon episode, which was an old-fashioned kidnapping style thing that like they were like, this doesn't happen. It's like the movies and the car bomb <laughs> is the same thing. It's like, who blows up a yeah. car? It's like, I haven't seen that since in the Pelican Brief. <laughs> that yeah, you're right. It's exactly right. That's, I don't know. So, okay. So at this point, I was watching it with my parents and my dad starts telling my mom to go outside in the garage and check and see if her car is running to turn it on. Like he just fixed it and to make it more explosive, <laughs> um, I mean uh. powerful. And he a joke he proceeded to make like 17 times the rest of the night. Like, Joni, just go see if your car is – no, honey, I don't think I need to. No, I, it's, you should go check it. Like – over and over. That's his new thing. Okay. Just, good job, Dad. Good job. So, but then we learned that the police had found another bomb two weeks earlier near Connie's house. And Dateline asked us if we think they're related. <laughs> Why did they do this? Like, ob- obviously, they're related. Yeah. Why? Why? Okay. Um, the hot bomb squad guys. <laughs> I was kind of, I was into them. Okay. They they found this bomb, and it was a bomb that hadn't gone off. It was connected to a cell phone. So, like, the bomb part had a cell phone, and then you would call it from another cell phone, and it would detonate. Yeah. It, so it can be set off remotely. So they send in a robot to take care of the bomb, and the robot looked like that um, that robot from that 80s movie that Matt loves – that Steph's husband loves, which um, sh- what, short, short circuit? circuit, yeah, yeah, and it that kind of made me sad because it was like Wally. They're like sending him in to be their bomb defusing robot, literally. Yeah. Their canary I in was, a coal mine. <laughs> I was just, I was just learning, learning to, to love. <laughs> no, but now that I die, I know how it feels, feels to, be to be alive. Alive. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was doing the Michael Scott one when uh, he powers oh, down. Yeah. He says, I was just learning to love. I was doing from that show, Stella. I loved that. That was the best thing from Stella. Uh-huh. Uh, so the cell phone that's attached to the bomb has 18 missed calls, which is hilarious because I'm it just really picturing is. the person. Over and redial, over. Redial, redial. Re- what is going on? Redial. Re- this is so damn sprint well, also, network. Are they, Why can't are I they get cl- through? Are they close enough that they're watching? Because mm. that's the deal, right? So that person must be close enough that they can could have seen an explosion. Yeah, maybe. And also, let's let's be real. This isn't a car bomb explosion like it's that fireball up in the sky. This is not like that. This is not. You I don't can know what tell, it looks like. But I mean, I'm not saying that he's three blocks away at the Chick Fil A, right, right, like, right, right, looking. Right. At, he would have to be on the street. The he same would need street, to be watching. nearby in you know high, hunkering down. Right. He or she, we don't know. Right, she. So they, they, um, maybe a he and a she Siamese twins attached. Yeah, a guy and a girl. Never seen that, have we? Has that not happened? No, it hasn't. Because well, sure do they has. have to be identical twins to be attached? Because like a boy and a girl, I don't. Oh no, a boy and a girl can be. A, can a boy and a girl be identical twins? No, no. So then maybe. No, how can they be identical twins if they're different genders? Yeah, you're right. What's wrong with you? I am tired. Um. So if they're fraternal twins, can they be conjoined? I don't think so. I don't know. Let's find out. 
Science, write us, please. Let us know. At, science, let science, us know. call us. Um, how does science work? Doctors. <laughs> what were call. we talking about last night? What is law? Like, how does <laughs> law? law work? Hi, Nyla, this is Katie. <laughs> what is law? <laughs> Period. No text back. No reply. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame her. So there was a loose wire at, in the bomb. And that's why it didn't go off. And it was in a FedEx envelope. It had soot on it and duct tape like it had fallen off the bottom of a vehicle. And you know why? It's because they bought the cheap ass duct tape. And they like um like when like Peggy masking tape. like when Peggy was in that um beauty pageant and Buck Strickland oh. bought the bad stuff and it made her mm-hmm. butt just fall right out. Because her mm-hmm. butt was all up and then it was down. Um, you got to go for the brand name sometimes. It's worth it. I don't understand that. I need, I still don't understand that episode. The plumping up of the butt? Yeah, I don't understand how the tape, the tape's not going to make a smooth thing. No, it just rises it because her butt had drooped. So So she was taping the cheek up, up, like to the lower, lower back. It was underneath the two butts, cheeks, Mm -hmm. like, um, like a swing, like she was sitting on an invisible swing. And then it was lifting up the butt, I think. They have underwear that does that now? Yeah, they pro- they do. I'm sure. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've seen pictures. They're like buttless. Like the butt part hangs out. Really? And it just, there's no fabric over the actual cheek. It's weird. That is fascinating to me. I'm interested in things like that because I myself am built like Hank Hill. So <laughs> with the inverted <laughs> rear area. You are. So I am. So I'm like I'm interested in these items because you need I don't a for orthotic me, device like he got. No, I need the patty. Yeah, the patty ones that you can get on eBay. But now I'm scared to buy because it it'll smell like chemicals. Mm-hmm. You can't wear chemicals. That's a underwear. dead giveaway if you're sitting next to someone in a public yeah. place. They're <laughs> like that smell. girl has, is wearing butt implants. I can <laughs> smell it. Why does she smell like rubbing alcohol? <laughs> um, so they st- – back to this episode. They start to suspect a retired bomb squad guy because he showed up at the crime scene of the daycare center even though he's retired. And also, coincidentally, he's friends with the family, with Connie mm-hmm. and her husband. And What's his last name? Stallmacher. Yes. Okay. How did you, did you just pull that out? You just remembered that? No, I wrote it down because I liked it and I wrote it out phonetically. Stallmacher. Yeah, it's good. It's a cool last name. Yeah, no, it could be he could be in the group of our PIs that form their own detective oh, no, the, agency. I have I have some people in this episode that should be in that group. Good. Okay. Um so but this guy Stallmacher has a tip. He says, "Look at Connie's ex-son-in-law, which took my dad <laughs> Like ten minutes to figure out it took how me a you minute get too. an ex son in law. <laughs> I I struggled with that. I didn't He's like, understand. wait, so she had a kid before? <laughs> no. no, she was no. married before, yeah. and that person had a son. Um, apparently, this ex son in law. No, is no. What's wrong with you? An ex son in law. Oh, it's an- her daughter's ex husband. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> I didn't even get it. I was thinking stepson. I was thinking stepson. The best part about this is 
I went there first too. Was that oh she was it was a previous marriage? She I was thought married it was before, a step. I, I immediately like, read stepson because that's uh, what I think of. If it's a no. son son figure no. who doesn't like you, I think stepson. Even no. though son in laws don't like their mother in laws often as well. It's probably her daughter with the baby that got. So one of the daughters got divorced, but they don't Jill. talk about that. But they feel free to shame Jonathan for going surfing in Costa Rica. You're saying no. They feel fine to shame this guy too, because his name is also, also his name is his name is also Jonathan. Oh, there's two Jonathans. There's just a tale of two Jonathans. Oh God, this is confusing. There was some confusing stuff in this one. Wow, not to, to most twice. viewers. I feel like maybe no. just to us. No, I do. I watched twice. <laughs> Okay, so he apparently, this ex-son-in-law, is the only one who didn't like her. But they meet him, and he has nothing but nice things to say about her. So someone's lying. But anyways, it doesn't matter because he has an alibi. He was out of state. They find an imprint under Connie's truck that blew up, just like the bomb from two weeks ago. But Connie didn't have any enemies. And the kids... I didn't explain that to me. The imprint of the FedEx outline and the duct tape residue underneath the truck. So it means that she had been parked in the garage. The thing was taped under her car. It fell off, left an imprint on the floor. She drove away and somebody scurried in and grabbed the no, bomb and No, what ran. I'm assuming is it blew up. And when it blew up, it blew off the truck. So they found pieces of the bomb. And then in the chunk of the undercarriage of the truck... They found, so that's where they found probably the imprint. dust imprints of like some like where something was or residue from the duct tape. I'm not sure how that worked. I misunderstood that whole thing. I thought that they were talking about the first bomb. No, they had found. Okay. Well, they had found an imprint under the original. No, they. See what I'm saying? I thought they found it in okay, the garage so on the here, garage okay, floor. Here we go. The tr- the bomb was placed in a different place the second time. I think. In the, on her truck, but they found an imprint in the shape of a FedEx envelope like they had originally found. So the first time it failed, it fell off, but it left an imprint underneath and left duct tape residue because, again, they bought the cheap stuff. And then they moved the bomb to another place in the truck. That's what I think S- happened. Solved it. Okay. Solved. So the kids are shocked and it is – I mean, it would be shocking if someone just tried to, like, blow up your mom, like, again, like she yeah. was a witness in a mafia hit or something like that. that and would, she's just – no, she's a mom. She's, she's just a mom. mom that, she works yeah, in a daycare center. A, yeah, like, that works at a preschool. This yeah. is ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, my mom is a special ed teacher, and I don't think anyone would want to blow her up except, like – No. She sometimes takes a long time in line at Starbucks because she's trying Wait, to read why? the menu – she can't decide what she wants. She can't remember what it's called, what she likes. She says oh. it backwards. She'll say like oh. skinny, skinny, frappuccino, non-fat, skinny, sugar-free, skinny, skinny. She says skinny like 25 times. And then the people behind her, like they might want to blow her up maybe. Or the barista. But then she's Does always she... nice to them. But Does she tip? I think she tips. I think Starbucks is all about I don't know if she tips, but I think she probably brings them, like, treats at Christmas. Oh, that's really nice. Wrapped in Hanukkah paper. That's really nice. Hanukkah treats. Yeah. She'll be like, my friends at Starbucks, I'm bringing them treats. Don't ever change. Um, I I love you just the way you are. This is... We all do. So there was a... Then, third 
third weird thing. There was a mysterious FedEx envelope sent to Jonathan, who is still in high school at this time. Mm-hmm. And it is addressed to Jonathan at school, which is weird because who gets FedEx things delivered to them at school? But you know what? I didn't – there wasn't like a lot of delivery stuff when we were in high school. Like do you think kids get Amazon Prime stuff delivered to them at their high school nowadays? No. Do they? I don't know. That's a different like world what? than we lived in. Like cat litter? Who gets – what are you getting <laughs> I don't at know. Amazon Prime? Your Sorry. New, I'm, your new that's kicks? That's the one thing that I ordered. You, what? Your your new kicks. Mm-hmm. All the other kids with the ponta. Like uh, Cool, the cool run, kids. Yeah, like, sure. They're getting their kicks delivered at. Maybe they get delivered there, so their parents don't find out about. But they're whatever. ordering kicks on the on maybe. Amazon. I don't know how. I don't Can know. Can you even order today. tennis shoes on Amazon? Can you order like Nikes? I just did. I have A to Nike. return them. No, they were like Skechers or something. Yeah, see, you can't order Nikes. I don't think you can order like Nike Airs on Amazon. I can bet you? I'm willing to bet you actual money that you can so the bomb squad comes to the school and retrieves the package and they put in their robot again and they blow up the package but it was party favors that jonathan had ordered because he's like on a party planning committee wait is it like for a dance i don't remember this at all okay you don't? You just what you watched I'm the hearing episode this for the, twice. I'm just hearing I know, I'm hearing this for the first time. I feel like you watched a different episode. What happened? He ordered party supplies to come to his high school and it came in a FedEx envelope. Yes, and they called the police because it, his mom had just recently been blown up. She's by still alive, by the way. Right. But um his mom got done blown up and so they yeah. called the police at the high school. They came and they detonated the package. But it turned out he had just forgotten that he had ordered party supplies because so he's on the party planning committee for like a dance or something. But if you think about it, blowing up a package of like party supplies, like what, like streamers or poppers, that would be a good show. It would be like confetti I was just everywhere. Say, did it? Did it explode in confetti? And yeah. also. I thought he had left high school long behind him. Yeah, I guess that Dateline was saying that this was like that now. Yeah, I don't really understand because the episode aired in 2013. So even if they were saying now he was still in high school in 2010, so it wasn't long ago that he had left high school. It was less than three years. So I don't really understand. So on in situations like this, I think that we need like a lifeline. So it's like phone a Mank, Uh phone a Josh, Mm -hmm. and we can call him Mm -hmm. while we're recording and Mm -hmm. say – Hey, this buddy. Do, this don't make sense. Explain. Are we just dumb? Was Josh in high school? I think – Jonathan. But yes. Sorry, he was, was Jonathan He in was high in school. high school because that's what it happened on the episode. Okay. And, and I don't remember. It so was – You could totally be making this up. No. <laughs> it was a really short part of the episode. Okay. That's probably why I missed it. Connie is – alive as we said she's in icu and she had surgeries to save her feet and she lives it's a miracle and she has no idea who could have done it but what's kind of scary is like she remembers the explosion she that's remembers terrifying. being in the car that's terrifying yeah that is un. oh boy yeah and she and remembers she, like, her she feet about being like she says when she was like because she knew she needed to get out of the car because the car might blow up or whatever 
and her because the car like rolls it into rolls, another yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and so she said that she was just making a point to not look at her injuries she mm-hmm. knew she would have been badly injured and she's like don't look yeah don't look she felt like her feet were like detached yeah oh my god i can't yeah Ugh. so connie had been married to larry her husband for 25 years but lately he had been acting like he didn't love her anymore he was standoffish at the hospital, but as Connie points out, that was usual for him. Although it's extenuating circumstances. You would think even if he was mad at her about, like, leaving the refrigerator door open, he would be nicer at the hospital. Like, mm-hmm. police were looking at the retired bomb guy still because he was now hanging around at the hospital. Mm-hmm. But he was also Larry's friend, so that kind of made sense. They get a call from Larry's business partner that blows everything wide, no pun intended. They had the business partner have found searches for bomb making on their work computer. And it was the same type of bomb that had blown up Connie. And what is their work exactly? He's a photographer? Yeah, I didn't catch it. That Mm, could sound right. Maybe a photographer. But how does he have a business partner? What kind of... Maybe they're like a school photographer. Like a company that goes around and takes pictures of like high school students, like the seniors and things like that. Maybe Jonathan was buying these party planning supplies for decoration for the backdrop for their school photos. Right. It doesn't really fit. Um, Then they... So they go on the work computer and they find love letters from a woman named Leanne So it turns out the church leader, Larry, as church leaders are known to do, they dip their, what, what, where am I going with this? What do you mean? They dip their dipstick? What are you talking about? I don't know. They dip their toe. Do they hold anything? Do like religious people? In the adulterous pool? Do the religious leaders have to hold anything? Like the Pope holds. Like a a scepter? Like the Pope holds like a scepter or something. Does he? I feel like he holds something. Okay. No, maybe not. Maybe I'm thinking no. of like a Greek Orthodox. I think you're thinking of maybe just like Henry the Eighth. Maybe of a king. Yeah, it's possible. You know, the king and the pope are not. different people. Different. Good. Good for you. Good on yeah. you. Well, I knew the. I know the new pope doesn't carry things because he like drives around in a Volvo and like is chill with the people. So he's not Correct. holding like an encrusted scepter. They find love letters from this woman named Leanne. This woman lives across the country and was Larry's high high school sweetheart, who he had recently reconnected with. As Facebook, it just caused marriages to fall apart, I think. High school sweethearts, horny high school sweethearts bored with their current spouses were like trying to rekindle the magic of when they were like horny teenagers. And that's it, like destroyed people's lives because this is not the first dateline where this has happened. Many yeah. datelines have happened this way. So then, yeah. and also, Larry's really dorky looking. I don't know how he's getting these ladies, but, anyways. So, Larry. You think he's dorky looking? I do. I have some interesting things to say about his face okay. later because we get so many close ups of his face. Well, currently, but they show like when they show older pictures, I'm like, oh, he's lots dorky. Of, How did and they show it? lots of older pictures. Yeah. We got lots of like family yeah. photo. Yeah. All right. Sorry, okay. Go ahead. So Larry told Leanne when they reconnected that he was getting a divorce. Lie. He had never brought up getting a divorce to Connie. Mm-hmm. Um, he says things in these letters like, and I quote, Life is like 
dry brown toast without you. <sighs> so soothing when you have an upset stomach. I like dry brown toast. And I have an upset That's stomach. That's the best he could do, too. Yeah, no, it is. He was so proud of that line, I bet. Not like my heart is dry like the desert. He can't mm -hmm. even get there. He mm -hmm. goes for brown. It's like he was sitting and hung kind of hungry and like <laughs> saw some some like bread and was like, oh, I'll make toast. Oh, I can't believe I don't have any butter. So he, he, Ki he Kaiser so says the love letter. Pretty much. Um, yeah, I love it. So he was leading dun, 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 a double life. I hope you had it on your bingo cards. He was splitting time between San Diego and Pennsylvania and kept saying, telling each lady that he was traveling for work. Wow. I know. Wait, I don't so Leanne get... didn't know. Leanne thought he was getting divorced. Getting divorced. Yeah. Okay. Um, he was funding this double life with secret mortgages on his house with Connie that he did not tell her about. And mm -hmm. they had to declare bankruptcy, to which Connie just let him take care of it. This was her mistake, I think. She let him be in charge of the finances and right. didn't have any interest in knowing why they were filing for bankruptcy, Right. what was happening with the house. Like, ladies, get involved. Take a class at the Y and... Like, learn something if you're going to... What What are you saying, take a class? How like, at just the get annex. Involved? I don't know anything, and I'm still involved in finances. Well, wouldn't you rather be involved and knowledgeable? No. We're both unknowledgeable, and so it's double jeopardy. If we get in trouble, we both <laughs> that sounds no like a recipe for disaster. We had no idea what was going on. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Tax what? Oh, God. 1090 so, what? Oh, boy. So okay. Larry told Leanne... That he couldn't afford a divorce. And then to <sighs> like to prove it to her because he didn't think she'd believe him, which yeah, she doesn't. But <laughs> because she's probably – she sounds like a bitch because like why would he assume she wouldn't believe that? It sounds plausible that he couldn't afford a divorce because they have three children and all this stuff. Like – No, I think – I don't think she sounds like a bitch. I think what's happening is this is years of him dragging right. this out. Right. She's over it. Right. So I don't think there's any sort of – Right. So she's like this – I've heard this excuse before. Yeah. I've heard this again and again So he and again. decides – I'm going to give her video proof. So By taping my friend in a casual outfit in a lawyer's office. Yeah. So he records a video of him talking to an accountant secretly. He's recording mm -hmm. this video, talking to him about what his alimony and child support would be. But why does it have to be a secret video? Couldn't he just record the dude saying like, hey, Leanne, just want to let you know that Larry can't afford this divorce? Or it makes also, it seem more authentic if the guy what didn't know he was being recorded, maybe. But do you think it's less – I feel like it's so much more work to get it on video than to just press record on, like, the microphone on your phone. Yeah, that is true, Can't too. you just have a vocal recording of this? You need to have actual he video had to prop up the, phone. the guy in the Tommy Bahama shirt. And he had to get like, the angle right. This is my Saturday. Yeah. I'm in here talking to you about your stupid divorce. <laughs> He's mad. So he's like, God, I hate Larry. I really yeah, hate Larry. Larry. Larry's overstepped his boundary as a friend. This guy wants Connie. He's like, Connie deserves better than this. I need, oh, a, you think so? I need a hornet on, on Connie because <laughs> Larry's a dog. 
and I make good money. I'm an accountant. And wait, was he really an accountant or was he a friend pretending to be an accountant? I thought he was a lawyer. So we were both wrong. I thought he was a, no, he's a divorce attorney. You're crazy. He's a divorce attorney because he's talking very specifically about what the statute is for alimony. An accountant might know that It's $1,000 a month for the kids and $900 a month. It's $1,900 a month. Gotcha. No, it was a it was a divorce attorney. I think it's an accountant. We have lots of things we're going to decide. You're just being ornery. You're being ornery. You thought That's this not... episode was hosted by Dennis, okay? <laughs> I'm winking at you. <laughs> You're giving me the Lucille Bluth wink, and I don't enjoy it. Oh, there goes my breakfast. There goes my breakfast. Never make that face again. Uh Leanne gives Larry an ultimatum and says, you have to get this divorce. We have we are going to be together or not at all. And two weeks wow. later, the first bomb goes off. Coincidence? They arrest Larry. They, ha- they have the retired bomb squad guy take a polygraph and he passed. So yeah. they know. Stahlbacher. Yeah. So Stahlbacher had nothing to do with it because they had thought perhaps – he was helping Larry since he mm-hmm. was a bomb guy and they were friends, but he didn't know anything yeah. about it. How were they friends? They never explain how they were friends. They just are like friendly with it. They know each other, Larry and Stallmacher. I feel like they played poker or went and sat in saunas together at the gym. I feel like they could have played golf. Yeah. I feel like they and definitely could have been golf buddies. And no, you don't sauna after golf. Is it unheard of? Maybe they squash, 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 then sauna. Then sauna. There, we, there go. we go. Did it. Done. Did it. So Josh, not Dennis, sits down across prison glass. You're making it so I can't cut that part out. I know. <laughs> you keep bringing it. I know. <laughs> um, so Larry is at, and they Dateline finds it. Well, Josh. Again, not Dennis, finds this so funny that it's George Bailey detention facility. And then yeah. they proceed to show us a clip from It's a Wonderful Life. That's really to, funny. like remind us who George Bailey was, which I thought was have helpful. You seen it's a, I have finally you seen saw It's a Wonderful it. Life? Uh, like oh. I saw it like two, three years ago only. I had never seen it. Without me? I didn't know that that was required, but we saw the parody version at the, the musical, didn't we? No, we did not. That wasn't me. I've never seen It's a Wonderful Life, and I've never seen a parody version of it. I would not know what was happening. Really? That that was a different Katie. That's cool. I don't know another Katie. Oh, yes, I do. She, she it probably was that Katie. No, are you sure? It was probably just my parents. Really? Why have you never seen It's a Wonderful Life? I don't know. People are going to be I don't mad. Know. It, the, the, the opportunity has never presented itself. Every time Tateline catches him, every time... Keith leans, an angel gets its wings. That's from It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah. yeah. That's why I said it. I know certain things Because we from were it. talking about it. I yeah. get you. I, um, know, I know certain things, but I don't know. I know that... Is he dead? Don't answer that. All right. Keep going. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Okay. So... An angel comes to visit him. Correct. So... Okay. I got it. Um, He learns what life would be like without him around. So, like, if he did die... Um, so it's like a Christmas carol. It's exactly like a Christmas carol. Um, but oh. there's a really funny part where there's a pool. They're dance. They're at a high school dance, like the kind that Jonathan ordered party f- favors for. And they're like all dancing. And then mm-hmm. the floor 
widens and there's a pool underneath the floor and then all the teenagers like fall in the pool it's really cool and it's a wonderful life yeah it's so i want that it's my favorite part i don't know why i don't know i never saw a pool like that at a school with Mm. like a gym floor over it that sounds fun yeah it's it's a fun movie um i thought i was the only one who hadn't seen it because i'm a jew I know there's Merry Christmas Movie House. What? Merry Christmas Movie House. Does he run around at the end saying, Merry Christmas this, Merry Christmas that, Merry Christmas. And then he says, Merry Christmas Movie House. And he says it kind of funny. Maybe. Mm. I don't recall that part. But I do know he goes. That's not famous. Merry Christmas to you and Merry Christmas to you. I I had not heard that part. I'll have to find the clip. Wow, people are just not going to like us, I feel like, after this. Um, Go for it. Because I hadn't seen Karate Kid and. A couple people were upset about that. I haven't seen Karate Kid either. Okay, we're gonna need just okay, make I'm us a have list, to cut guys. All of this. No, okay, yeah, we know, we know. Has everyone in the room seen Star Wars? Has everyone Have you... in the room seen part of Star Wars before they fell asleep? Have you not seen Star Wars all the way through? No, I have not. Have you seen Empire Strikes Back or Return of the Jedi all the way through? No. Oh, which ones are those? I have seen the Family Guy parodies of each of the Star Wars multiple times and i hear they're very close to the plot so i feel like i'm good other things but would it be funny if i did um kimberly's reactions to star wars on the podcast i don't know what your reaction would be because i feel like there's no moments that i can think of that you'd be like oh or ooh, or like no it's yeah because i know it all because it's all like we should just do a reaction video to us watching gray gardens (laughs) getting sadder and sadder (laughs) yeah Wait, that was really sad. Um, especially because my life just slowly starts to resemble it more and yeah, more I each just... passing day. It becomes like, less of a documentary it? and more of an autobiography. Well, I have a rash all over my body from bites from bugs that I cannot see. Do you have bed bugs for real, though? Do you have bed bugs? No, I don't know what they are. I thought it was from the foster dog leaving the door open, and I thought it was mosquito bites. But it's continued as I'm at my aunt's house dog sitting. So Wait, they're following a, have, me. So okay, I went saying. So I went to my house today and I took off my couch covers because I was going to like boil them. And um, one of them, I forgot the couch cushion, it's from Ikea, had like split many times and the feathers were coming out. So the feathers went everywhere. All over my apartment. Oh, my God. So I pull – and it's like a 1,000 degrees in my apartment. I pull out the vacuum cleaner. It clogs within two minutes. Oh, my God. Of sucking up the – so I'm on my hands and knees with like a dustpan with feathers. You can't scoop up feathers. No, you can't scoop. They go everywhere. Do you need to borrow my vacuum? They go everywhere. I'm just going to clog it. So then I'm making piles and then I'm just wrapping up these – Things and like, should I just buy a new couch? Because I don't, I can't get this clean. I can't put it in the washing machine with all these feathers in it. And so I think I just need a new couch at this point. Like this is, and I might just need to burn my whole apartment down because something is biting me constantly. You keep saying biting, but is there a chance this is a rash? It's a, there's a chance it's hives from, but I don't know what from. They feel Stress? more like bug bites because they're hard under the skin and then they get really itchy. Did you look it up? No, but you know what? I should write to um, People Are Wild podcast, Kim. She's a, she's a nurse. I'll find out. There you go. Um, I'll send her a picture. Um, scabies. It, don't say scabies. That's so gross. 
if people want, I'll put a picture of the rash and the couch after it exploded. After my I'm, couch literally exploded, much like Connie's truck did, I'm, except I'm with just feathers. Say, if you have scabies, I would die laughing <laughs> from the irony of you getting scabies and me and my like questionable goodwill shopping. At like the world's weirdest thrift stores and never once having contracted scabies. And I won't put on used clothing because they not smell weird and I feel like they have me. germs. Yes. Yeah. Right. And you get it from your five ninety nine <laughs> store, which is probably just the whole warehouse is infested. It's, why are the clothes five ninety nine? I don't know. Because they're made by like little people. That's like, what I yeah. Leading fingers go. and yes, that's that's what I'm. I have to cut that out. <laughs> that is totally true, and that is no. It's L.A. based company, so if it's a sweatshop, it's in L.A. at least. Oh, great. Okay, so that good. Makes you can it go better. visit them, and maybe your mom can bake them some things <laughs> when she does her Starbucks round. She can go and take them things. It doesn't make it any better. Why are the items five ninety nine? No, I think they're cast-offs because they're like all irregular and the styles are really ugly on some of them because the are stores didn't want them. Are they brands? Yeah, they are. Are they all one brand? No, they're all different brands. Oh, so they're, they are. They're irregular. I think then. they're like irregulars or the style is so ugly that no one wanted them. Right. Or there's something that was wrong with an entire batch of something. Yes. And so the they didn't make it through quality control. Yeah. yeah. So you're getting a bunch of shirts that instead of saying Tommy Hilfinger, say Tommy Hilfiger. You just said finger. Tommy Hilfinger. F hobby Tommy Hilfinger. That's better. You did I say finger? You most certainly did. And someone told me that I said Abracrombie by accident. And I ben said, I was glad that you knees. didn't catch it because you would have made fun of me. Yeah. Aeropostale. Bamboo Krembi. Okay, go. Okay. Well, are we still talking about this episode? Oh, we mm -hmm. got to finish this. Okay. Deadly Intent. So uh, hosted by Josh, not Dennis. So um, <laughs> Larry is in behind bars in the prison glass. Like they're talking on the phones, which those phones have scabies. I don't know if phones can carry scabies. I hope Josh Did you wiped see off how far Josh was holding that? <laughs> I'm going to do an impression for you right now. Sorry. Josh was doing like this. <laughs> like trying to like hold his head like kind of away from. You could tell there was no amount of sanitation that was going to make Josh comfortable. Yeah. Holding that to his beautiful full head of hair. Yeah. He did not want that. No. He, he doesn't want lice. want lice. Yeah. Nope. Nobody it's wants full on lice. lice. Maybe uh, you have body lice. A.K.A. Scabies. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> oh, God. Um, so Larry tells Josh he's innocent. He's just a cheater. And Josh is, um, how you say, skeptical of this. Josh does not buy a word not a that is coming out of, of Larry's mouth. No, so absolutely not. Mank asks him to describe it briefly because they're in prison. He never knows how much time they're going to have. And then the voiceover of Josh tells us Larry wasn't able to explain it briefly. It was full on Ron <laughs> Howard doing the voiceover on Arrested Development. Yes, it is. Yes, it was. You're right. That was great. <laughs> it was so good. Um, he, Larry says, this is the best excuse I've ever heard on any dateline. Mm -hmm. He had let transient people, his words, not mine, borrow his Wi-Fi. And they had done the internet searches for the bomb stuff. And 
Larry has a stuffed wallet. It is huge. It's filled with papers. It is the George <laughs> Costanza wallet Which that hurts really his funny. back. I thought that was really funny that that, that was like, this was maybe his downfall. It okay, was, I'm he, dying. He's okay. a hoarder of papers and receipts and there was probably like a frozen yogurt stamped thing in there and he just needs one froyo left and then he gets a free oh, one. I thought you meant like a froyo spoon, like the no, little tester spoon I meant like, like from Baskin Robbins. He gets Robbins. one more and then he gets a free sub. But he got locked up instead, and he's like, all I wanted was a free sub, but now I'm in prison. All I wanted was my port-a-subs. <laughs> um, so Larry has the numbers of both cell phones in his wallet. Why? But the, okay. Both cell phones that the bombs were attached to. But now this was not. Now Dateline is making it seem like they were just written on scraps of paper. Now one was just written on a random receipt. But okay. the other one, did you notice where the phone number was? No. He had filled out a fake medical card <laughs> with, like, a name on it, a full number that was, like, the ID number was that phone number. Okay, that's nuts. So they had to really be looking for that's it. That's so smart that one, of them. That one was a little clever. Larry was clever on one. On one. And then horribly unclever on the other, which then led them. Because if he just had the medical card, they probably wouldn't have thought twice about twice. Yeah. Twice. Twice about it. They wouldn't have called to like be like, is this his policy number? Right, right. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. Uh, so Mank calls it lucky that they found this. And the detective says he'd rather call it investigative genius. So we're agreeing <laughs> to split the diff because it was half and half maybe. Larry just being a dumb, I think, was mm-hmm. like 90% of it. So if you think – that Larry can't explain the phone numbers, then you don't know Larry. That's what Mink tells us. I love when he breaks yeah. the fourth wall and talks yeah, directly to us. So Larry, Mink does know Larry. They're best yeah. friends now because Larry is leaning so far forward <laughs> He's like, in his jail cell, like talking to Mink. Let's hang out. Mink. Let's be friends. He's like trying to break through with earnestness. Yeah. Yeah. And it so doesn't work. Yeah. Josh is leaning back, holding the phone away, yeah. disinterested. And Larry's yeah, like, right. when I get out of here, let's play racquetball and go Absolutely. for a Schwitz. Sh- and yeah, Josh is like, no. Yeah. yeah. I have this great restaurant down the street from me. It's, it's called, called Applebee's. Sh- yeah. Have you heard of it? <laughs> okay. So it was Jerry. Jerry. Larry says that Jerry the, is the transient guy who gave him those numbers. Just gave him pieces of paper with those numbers or gave him those numbers and he wrote them down on pieces of paper. But for what reason, we don't know why Jerry, the transient man, would give Larry these two. Hey, can I give you two phone numbers for what? Just just no, let me gave, do it. Here's my number in case you need to reach here's me. My friend. Here's my wife. No, it's his wife. He says, he says, oh, he's. He says, well, then he gave me his wife's number. That's Larry's reasoning, that oh, Jerry God. has a wife. Jerry named... has a wife? I don't know. Sherry? Color me disappointed <laughs> because I'm... I was hoping to hitch my wagon to that star. Yeah, Jerry. Jerry's an invisible person. So No, Jerry's – oh, yeah, Jerry. <laughs> okay. No, Jerry, yeah, Jerry Jerry's is an invisible yeah. man. Yeah. Um, but that's the perfect kind of man for me because I love my own space. And I would never be – I could watch whatever TV shows I wanted. What's going on? Okay. Oh so let's finish this. Jerry. Who's Jerry? Larry has a vague description of Jerry. <laughs> it's a lot like – he 
He kind of looks like you, Josh. Um, he kind of has your hair, Josh. Um, but it's a little bit different color. Um, also, your facial structure. He's kind of wearing the same outfit that you're wearing. He doesn't like, do that. No, but he's like, he's just staring and just being like, yeah, um, he looks like. A guy. A guy. Long, wavy, dark hair. Not salt. No, because he says, he says, not salt and pepper, not like yours, but the same like, texture as Manky yours. Mankey doesn't so have salt and pepper. Josh. Yeah, he does. No, it was, it's brown. No. there. I didn't notice any salt and pepper. Salt and pepper is distinguished. Why are you, you're acting like it's a negative thing. Oh, I'm not at all. Hello, who's my other boyfriend, Anderson Cooper? Silver Fox. You're going to be really disappointed. <laughs> Why? I don't know. I just have a feeling you're going to be really disappointed. Nobody tell her. Okay, go ahead. So uh, so Larry gives this vague description of Jerry. And then he says, there's this other transient guy who knows Jerry. And if you can find this one transient guy, then he'll lead you to Jerry. And this other transient guy's name is, wait for it, Injun Joe. And nope. apologies right now for the slur. Yep. Nope. And then we all, yeah. Apologies we all just right stare now. Stare with our mouth open at the screen. He say, says that's what? what we call him. Yeah. Well, and, so at, at this point in the episode, I heard Engine Joe. I Some people did on Twitter as well. You're I, not I the only engine. one. I so heard Engine. And then when Mank says it, I heard Engine. And I yeah. was like, oh, Josh. <laughs> Engine Joe. No, it's, I wanted to correct it's, him. It's, well, then we, uh, we okay. So Larry says he knows it sounds like a TV show, and Mank goes, "It is like a TV show." And you're asking us to go search for the one-armed man, which is not a TV show; it's a movie. No. But still, but, point taken. But how much is Larry delighted when he says so that? So yeah, excited! I am. I am. I am. I am. So excited! I kind of am. And then like Somber's right up and is like, "I mean, it's true." Yeah. I mean, it's the worst it's acting so I've bad. ever Yeah, it's seen. really bad. So Gosh. Mank goes to look for Jerry and Native American Joe. And guess what? Native American Joe exists. His name is – he introduces himself as Indian Joe. He doesn't Does he really? slur it as much. He says Indian Joe. He doesn't say Injun like that. So that was Jerry, I mean, Larry's, like, twist on it. But we're going to call him, for our purposes, Native American Joe. So We're going to call him Joe. Okay. So J- Joe knew everyone in that area. Like, if there's a Jerry, Joe will know it. And so Joe doesn't know Jerry. There's no one there named Jerry. And then they even, Mank describes him and says he's kind of like me, basically, like hair kind of like mine, but like a little Mm-mm. darker. And and Native American Joe's like, nope, not ringing a bell. And I know literally every transient here. And mm-hmm. he's like, I've even asked them to all, if they had made those searches on the computer, because it's true, Larry did let all of them use his Wi-Fi for some odd reason. To be charitable, I guess. And none of them admit to the internet searches. 
So but then, they weren't looking, but they're not looking. They're looking on the computer for the searches. So he would have to be saying, "Here's my laptop." At the end of the day, so repeat. They that? found those. They found the car bomb stuff on the work computer. Yeah. So borrowing someone's Wi-Fi is not how they're searching. They're searching the history of the computer. No. They're not searching the history of the Wi-Fi usage. No, but if you have like a Google account and you search for something on one device. It shows mm-hmm. up on your other devices. But that's not, that's a Google account. That's not Wi-Fi. If I'm searching for something under one Wi-Fi, that's not going to help. Yeah, I guess that's true. Like if I'm on my parents' Wi-Fi and I Google something, that search won't show up on their no. computer. It's a shady, it's a, it's a, it's a shady and stupid reasoning that Larry is using. It's really bad. Well, it gets worse. Um, Mank tells Larry, great news, Larry, we found Native American Joe. And he's like, this is where you see Larry doing his best acting because he has to pretend to be excited. Yeah. (gasps) Great. Even though he knows there's no Jerry. So he's like, oh, oh, great. And then Mank goes, but there's no Jerry. He doesn't know Jerry. So then Larry says, well, I didn't really know his name. I just called him Jerry. Because it's nice to call transient people by names that you make up for them. Yeah, they love it. They love when you name them like pets and then just call them that. Because you're not going to be bothered to learn their actual name. You just call them Jerry. just being like, have you found someone by that description? But I wasn't sure if his name was actually Jerry. But I called him Jerry, he says. I can't. So he's fully admitting I call people by the names that I am assigning to them. But I don't know if that's their actual name. As referenced by Slur Joe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm going to call you Shaniqua from now on. That's I'm I'm assigning you. I'm going to call you you. Tova Lerone. Okay. So there's, okay, then I got so excited because in the background of Mank not wanting to touch the phone, another prisoner walks by the camera Mm -hmm. and he is so excited to be on camera. (laughs) I'm so happy you noticed. Is this the B-roll that you said you noticed? No, I have other B-roll. Oh, good. This It made me so happy because first we had that old lady who was trying to get in the shot, and now we have this other prisoner who's like, I'm on TV, Mom. Like, also, this so is like excited. San Diego. There's cameras around. This isn't like, yeah. you know, some really tiny town in yeah, Iowa. Yeah, that's true. I don't, yeah. He's still really excited. Funny. You you don't get filmed a lot in prison, so he's excited. Um, he's on camera all the time. Well, not that kind of camera. Dumb, dumb. So... I'm a dumb dumb. The go- then they show like behind the scenes footage of the guard asking Larry how the interview went, and Larry says they think I'm a lying bastard, and I was. Yes. <laughs> I mean, he fully. It was a little bit of a jinx moment there. It was definitely. I don't. We don't know what he says he was lying about, but he does admit that he was a lying bastard so no he doesn't he said they think they think i am and doesn't he say and i was he says and i was no he doesn't yes he does oh yeah but no yes oh no and he says and i was like i used to be correct yes so he could have been referring to the cheating okay okay yes Yes. that's what i'm saying so larry does sound terrible it does sound terrible so but everything he said sounded terrible so um he should just have never have spoken this is the this baby just don't speak 
It's really worth watching this episode for the Larry interview in prison. <laughs> this earnest face. And Larry has like kind of a baby face. <laughs> so it's just like this earnest yeah, face. Yeah, believe trying me. To get I'm trying so hard. Believe me. I didn't car bomb my wife. And then like, make just believes thing. not a single word uh, that he's saying. No. Uh, it's also like, it's a horrible way if she died. It's yeah. a horrible way to die. Yeah. You're a horrible person. Yeah. Also, yeah, anyone else is. could have been in that car. She was outside no, of the daycare with children. Of daycare? Like, like, you're a bad yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Larry had come clean to Connie in the hospital about the affair. He had said he had cheated, but now he's totally dedicated to her. Uh huh. And she knew then. That he had done it, which is so funny because, like, him yeah. saying, I didn't do it and I love you and I'm dedicated to you, that was her moment of that clarity yeah. of he did it. He tried to blow me up. So she testifies against him in court. He's found guilty. The kids speak out against him in court. Jonathan's hair is in, like, a bouffant poof, which I enjoyed. This mm-hmm. One of the sisters has dyed hair. Connie mm-hmm. can now walk again unassisted, which made me feel a little bad about myself because I sprained both my ankles. I can't walk properly. She had her feet almost blown off and walks like a champion. So, yeah, yeah she's much better than me, like all around. She's just a, a winner. <laughs> um, she gets a special courage award by the city, which was yeah. so nice. Um, well, she gets a courage award for actually coming forward and testifying against Larry. Yes, in court, her bravery. Which was interesting. Yeah. I thought that was neat. It yeah. wasn't, she didn't get a courage award for, for blowing up the car bomb. Yeah. She got this courage award because she had to do this really difficult thing in court. Good and for I think her. That's amazing. Good yeah. for her. So we have other moments. We're going to talk about all of our special things. What do we call them? Our categories? I don't know. Walk a moments. All that stuff. But first, we have a special promo for you. From our friend Mike at Criminology, he has a new podcast called Murder in My Family. And it's about, yeah, it sounds really good. Like family victims talking about what happened in their, like, it sounds really fascinating. I want it. I want in. I mean, I don't want anyone in my family to be murdered. But if they did, I would want to be interviewed on his podcast about it. I want to listen to this podcast. Yeah. So uh, check out his promo right now. This is Mike Morford. You may know me as co-host of the true crime podcast, Criminology. I'd like to invite you to listen to my new podcast, The Murder in My Family, which is out right now. In each episode, I discuss a murder case and include an interview with a family member of the victim to discuss the aftermath of the murder. Some of the cases I cover are well known and others you probably haven't heard of. And I have several episodes currently available for you to binge on including episodes about the Delphi murders, the Golden State Killer, and the Colonial Parkway murders, just to name a few. Here's a small sample. Bill Thomas is the brother of Kathy Thomas, and he agreed to talk with me about the murder in his family. Well, Mike, at the risk of sounding like every other proud big brother around the world, Kathy was an amazing person. one thing I wanted to get across is how important it is that the victims that I'll be talking about in these cases aren't just statistics. You know, they were real people. They're more than just murder victims. For me, knowing that he has a family and that he gets to see his kids every day and that he gets to be there for his kids growing up, like, 
It's just, it's not fair. He was the most funniest man I've ever met. He was everybody's friend. New episodes come out on Saturdays, and you can find The Murder of My Family wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe today so you don't miss an episode. Okay. Okay, so do we have... Did I miss anything? Um, yes. But I think it's all going to be covered in our segments. Okay. So, so B-roll bonanza. I, I only saw... I saw walking by body of water. Yeah. I saw drinking water. And I yeah. saw staring into the distance. I saw all the classics. Mm. It was the it was the greatest hits of B roll. Mm-hmm. That's what I saw. What did you see? I saw all of that, but I also saw something that you missed. Okay, which is so the two detectives that are on this are a detective Luke and a detective Beals, which Luke and Beals, Luke and Beals, I thought were pretty good on USA good. at eight o'clock. They were a pretty good matchup. You had like kind of a younger guy, and then you had sort of an older gentleman with a bit of a paunch and a beard mm-hmm. it was it was a good it was a good match and they seemed like they were very good friends it like sounds like probably, the killing fields which i can't recommend enough i had and i still haven't seen but i feel like they barbecue together I feel oh like yeah they definitely barbecue and like maybe sometimes they catch a movie if yeah. it's slow i thought you were like i Pixar. thought you almost were about to say and sometimes they kiss because no, was and i got they don't kiss. i got a little excited Sorry, they um, don't kiss. There's no, they are not hot for each other, but they are friends. Okay, because you know I'm always forever. shipping all the detectives to get together. You are trying to ship them, but you can't yeah. ship these guys. Okay, they're they've already apologies. Been so they, so their B roll is okay. I didn't understand. Like one of the B rolls is just Beals. And he's kind of walking by this dusty truck. And they he's about to they're about it's at the beginning of the thing. And there's this dusty old truck. And he kind of walks by and like looks in the windows and then keeps walking. <laughs> Was he looking for a bomb? No idea. Doesn't pertain. Like, but I don't think that's I don't know if that's supposed to be her truck, because she had a truck. But that blew up. Right. So this is some dusty old truck, and he's like looking in the window. Maybe he's looking for Injun Joe. I don't, we'll never know. Jerry, maybe Jerry lives in that truck. I don't know. But no, it's at the beginning of the episode, so it's before Maybe it's foreshadowing. Happens. It's so confusing. I was like, wait, what's he doing? Maybe he's checking for dogs left in hot cars. He's just a good Samaritan. I know. And he maybe. just checks every car he sees for a poor dog that's been left in. Yeah, it could be. I love him. He's a hero. Yeah. He is a he, he is definitely a hero. Or maybe he's a um, pervert and it peeps into people's cars. And it's like, what you got in there? What are they doing? doing? So um, I didn't understand about in jail. If Dateline is interviewing in jail, this isn't exactly B-roll, but I guess kind of. No, it's it's actually interview, but that's okay. So I want to discuss it. Why in the prison interview, there's really clearly somebody else in there with them talking over them the whole time. Did you not hear them? There's somebody else in there like talking to their Oh, on their phone. (laughs) <laughs> on their phone they like couldn't get a private room down. they couldn't get a private they couldn't room get, you couldn't clear the room <laughs> no. for the dateline inter- dateline what's happening that prison, that the prison is was like, like our rules our house our yes, rules they totally are you know the warden was like uh, you're you some prissy interview. prissy tv show people you or in your no, suits 
or the other lawyer that was in there on the other side of the glass is like, no, I'm not waiting. I'm on a schedule. I'm not on Dateline's time. You know somebody just totally just, being... Or is he talking really loud on purpose because he wants his case to be covered? So he's like trying to get attention for his case by talking really loudly, hoping someone I will hear at home but then, and then like try to find out about the case. Because he's absolutely not talking, trying to talk quietly. He's talking <laughs> full volume. This is what I have to say. Thanks. Yeah. That's it's a, good. It's, it's ridiculous. That's so funny. yeah, I'm surprised you didn't notice that. But I kept being like, who is that? Is that the producer? Who is that? <laughs> what yeah. are you talking about? Is that case more interesting than this one? And I wonder if Josh was annoyed. Oh, and this I'm... is what I I have a question for Josh on that. Yeah, for sure. Why couldn't you shut it down, Josh? Um, <laughs> that, so MVP loser. Oh, I didn't have any precious moments. Obviously. Um, okay. the, well, oh, the I mom did. getting the award is very nice. No, I thought the daughter when the daughter who was interviewed said that she just knew her mom was going to live, and she kind of tears up, and her brother's like, "Oh, yeah." That was, she just said, "I don't know." Okay. I thought it was sweet. Okay. It was well, okay. Heartless. Well, that's fine. Um, yeah. So MVP loser. I don't think I had an MVP, but I had so many what? losers. <laughs> well, she's Stalmacher. an MVP. Yeah. Oh, Connie. I stall. Okay. Okay, Stallmacher. Here's the weird thing. They are totally the whole first half of the episode. They're trying to let us to be, like lead us to believe that Stallmacher did it. Right? right. That this ex bomb captain turned bad and tried to bomb right. this woman. But Stallmacher, when they finally show him, literally looks like if you were casting the part of like a TV fire captain <laughs> who worked in the house, who still kind of works out. Yeah. He's still kind of built. He's got the perfect little uh-huh. gray mustache. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, he's getting ready to retire yeah. in a few years. Yeah. That's him. Yeah. Of course he didn't do it. Get over yourself. It the is, guy that looks I like I feel Larry like I've seen it. that twist though on like Law and Orders where the, f- the fire – like the guy who puts out like d- studies arson and pu- arsonist, puts out is yeah. the arsonist because he was mm-hmm. tired of other people like I, I don't know getting insurance money so he yeah. start, starts to do it it's a, like a twist we've seen before but that guy looks like Steve Buscemi right not like <laughs> Stallmacher no Stallmacher like... I would want him to save me if I was like in a house no on fire. yeah you would want him to show up at your house yeah yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, so, but I did like, I really actually did all enjoy all the people in the background trying to get on camera. So they are kind of my winners. Um, okay. But I have poor Jonathan. All, it's just so sad. Which one? The one that went to surf in Costa Rica, presumably. Oh. But when? We don't know. We don't know if he actually graduated. We don't know what happened. What happened between... Since when is three years a long, long time ago? What's going on with – is Jonathan in a time warp of some sort? <laughs> no, we need, we need some more info. Jonathan, if you're out there. Please reach out to us. Reach out to us. Liz yeah. had a good experience with us, so maybe you could reach out to us as well. Yeah. Um, brands unhappy being on Dateline and are now associated with murder. Uh, FedEx envelopes. FedEx. They'll get you – what's their slogan? Getting you – get – Where are you going? Where, what's their slogan? I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I see. What getting you there? Getting your no, packages? No, I think that's an airline. That deliver? Should we ask Oliver or should we just let it go? Let's just let it go. Yeah. Should we let people know that Oliver works for FedEx? Yeah. He's not a delivery man. Although He's not a delivery man. He'd but look he good in that uniform. But he does work for what? the company. 
I'm gonna tell him you said that. <laughs> oh, he they don't wear shorts. They wear they wear shorts. Like you want to see Oliver in shorts? <laughs> he likes wearing shorts and showing. He likes off wearing his chubbies. Legs. He likes wearing chubbies, and I hope everybody out there after that episode where we discuss chubbies went and looked for. I, I hope that episode made no, it to air. No, I definitely think this is going to be my our poor, poor listener in the UK who was so frightened by my tweet about Jiffy Lube, who said, I don't know what Jiffy Lube is, and I'm not going to ask. That's hilarious. Oh, my God. <laughs> so Chubby's, I didn't know what Chubby's was until you mentioned it. I thought it was Chubby's something very different. Chubby's sounds like something different. else. But Chubby's is a place for men who like shorter shorts because they have short legs. But you know that's why they named it that. They named it that for the double entendre. Right. Skies out, thighs out. Yeah. Skies out, thighs out. Okay. So there – fashion police? Do we have any fashion police? Yes. Yes, we do. Josh and a windbreaker. I wrote casual windbreaker. Yeah. I liked it. It's good. I liked it He looks like he was going – like with Anderson Cooper to visit like people who had survived a tsunami. Can I make one tiny little it's not a criticism. Yeah. It's a constructive like an upgrade to the windbreaker. Yeah. He is wearing sort of a loose white t-shirt underneath mm-hmm. the windbreaker. Mm-hmm. Would have liked to seen a closer fitting maybe a charcoal gray or a black shirt. Okay. Just saying. Yeah, no that's Maybe fa- not the white. Yeah, yeah. that's valid. Um, okay. The daycare owner thing. is wearing this denim dress that I thought I was going to hate. And I actually was like, that's kind of cute on her. I'm going to get you a denim dress. Denim I can't wear it, I don't think. But yes, you can. She's a Everybody daycare can. owner and she looked adorable in it, I have to say. like that I don't know adorable. why. For some reason, I thought it was really cute. It okay. is cute. Um, Wait, I had one. Okay, had go. One. Okay. Leanne's hair. Leanne. Yeah. The affair lady. Yeah. Um, you know when you go to the magazine section in a supermarket and there's all those magazines that are called like short hairstyles. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about? They're very specific. So you only buy them when you're thinking about making a drastic cut <laughs> to your hair. And I've bought them at several points in my life where I'm like, no, I'm going to look like Gwyneth Paltrow in sliding doors. Like that. Yeah. Those moments. Mm-hmm. Um, she looked like she was the, that was what had happened on her head. Yeah. She looked like an exact copy. She of bought the magazine haircuts. and showed it to it the was hairdresser. Like the, she was like, I want the spiky, sassy, cause it's like, wait, is it of, like the, the, um, it's John and Kate plus eight? No, no, it's a shag. So it's like shoulder length, but then spiky all the way up and little bangs. Like spike, sounds spike, a little spike, like spike, John spike, and Kate spike, plus like eight. A Chris, no, like a Christmas tree. <laughs> she had the Christmas tree cut. Except there was more volume on top. It's not as pointy as a Christmas tree. But it was short hairstyles to the extreme, and I was really excited. Okay, good for her. Not good for her. She's a cheater. Because that's the one that I pass by in the magazine, and I'm like, no, I can't. No. No. I look terrible. No. Yeah. She looked fine. Did she? She was fine. I don't know. I don't. Larry and Leanne. No. High school sweethearts getting their jollies. They deserve each other. You know, midlife crisis. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. So alternative theories. Mm-hmm. Jonathan. Poor Jonathan. Which one? Wait, which one? The real Jonathan. <laughs> the son. That we don't know that the ex-son-in-law. He had an alibi. That what? He was at work? He was on the phone? He was out what of was his... state. So what? You would still make a cell phone call from out of state and have an accomplice. That means diddly butt kiss. What? Oh, what if it was the two Jonathans together? 
Yes, exactly. What if it was Jonathan's? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. There you go. Is Jonathan's like wheat thins? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I have my second theory. Yes. Native American Joe. And I'll tell you why. Okay, I'm ready. His expression and um, vehemence that he had gone around and asked all the transients who had made that Google search seemed very fishy to me. It mm-hmm. seemed like he was injecting himself into the case. Mm-hmm. It seemed off to me. It seemed a little too prepared. Yeah. Well, he'd already spoken to the cops, so he knew what Dateline was going to ask. Uh-huh. And we also don't know how many takes did La- Dateline did of that question. Right. And we don't know if the cops had said, hey, Native American Joe, go investigate for us. You have a pulse on the transient community. Why is he a... He lives in a trailer, right? Yeah, I was a little confused about the wordage there. I I assume transient meant more like homeless. No, it's not. I think you're transient if you have a motorhome. Yeah. So so what were you about to say? I don't know. How much marijuana do we think that Native American Joe grows in his motorhome? Oh, yeah. Inside the... Yeah. So he made a deal with the cops. Sure. I'll find out or he's protecting who this Jerry. Jerry is. The real Jerry. The um, real Jerry also, is his dealer slash yeah. lover. Maybe that's his wife. His, <laughs> yeah, maybe that other phone they're, number was actually. They're dating. Um, yeah. Did they also try to call those phone numbers? Did the police try to call the two phone numbers? I would assume so. I would assume no one answered. Did you? Although um, that would be really funny. Hello? <laughs> this is the police did you try to blow up a car what um wrong number also how great it would have been like hi this is jerry <laughs> and jerry's a woman <laughs> or just jerry period hi jerry this is this is jerry tomlson <laughs> hi <laughs> what you doing uh, oh gosh i don't know anything about that i think it's time for supper <laughs> okay um also, did you like how Larry kept saying maniac, that it was a maniac that had killed yeah. his wife? Yeah. We didn't get, we we didn't touch on that, but I really enjoyed the maniac. Yeah. Because I feel like that word is not used nearly enough. No. Um, and he, he was really, he, he had a few, did you get quotes? Because I had one quote from him that no, was really good. No, go for it. His quote was that he forsook a lot of people. And it, it, <laughs> it really, I can't deal with forsaken. That's that Bible language coming. Forsook. But also like forsooketh. I can't. The I whole, forsooketh. I don't know what that word is supposed to be, but forsook doesn't sound right No, to it me. does not at all. No. And so he was digging his his own grave. And he That's also, the kind of language that gets you beat up in prison, too. Um, you need to not thing, say things like that. That makes you look guilty as... F is calling Josh Mr. Mankowitz repeatedly the entire time. Mr. Mankowitz, I did not kill my wife. I'm telling he wanted, he was way too earnest trying to get Josh to believe him. He was trying too hard. How much do you think he rehearsed it in his little prison mirror? A lot. Do they have mirrors in prison? They have like a reflective glass? Maybe. And I bet he, if he has a roommate, he practiced. He's like, you, Bubba, my roommate, you're going to pretend to be Josh Mankowitz. Pretend you have yeah. a hanky on. Take that shiv and put it as a hanky. And I'm gonna, let's act it out, okay? Does it sound yeah. good? Does it sound earnest? And Bubba hates him and he like wants him to fry. So he's like, yeah, that sounds great. No, it sounds totally believable like that. Lean forward too. Lean forward. Blame it all on Jerry. Thing. 
keep keep doing your eyebrows with that like sad puppy in the middle with the inverted. <laughs> you did that a lot. Lots of that eyebrow furrowing. Um, I did have a karaoke song. Oh, what you got? Sex bomb. Oh boy. Sex bomb, sex bomb. Y'all my sex bomb. Baby, I can tell uh, yeah. you are. Um, I actually had not you dropped the bomb on me. No. What you is that? The bomb on me. Oh, baby, you dropped a bomb. These are not tasteful. No, it's not. But she survived, and she's doing better than both of us. So there's her karaoke. Yeah, um, just classic. Oh yeah, she Gloria could... Gaynor. Yeah, and then his karaoke is Sex Bomb. I think it'd be way better if she did Sex Bomb, and it's like, you know what? I'm gonna laugh at this, and have the last laugh on my two functioning feet. And I'm going to sing Sex Bomb. I don't know. I think, like, Larry's really delusional when he goes to karaoke. I th- Larry seems like one of those guys that thinks that he can hit all the uh-huh. notes and is trying to do, like, Bohemian Rhapsody. He's trying to, like, pull off some well, sort no, of Freddie Mercury song. Well, no, that's Tom Jones is Sex Bomb, like, who famously not, had women throwing their underwear at him. And Larry thinks that that's what women would do for yeah, him. Probably. But they, they shan't because they're forsooketh. But for he can't sing that at karaoke. He's a church, he's a church person. Yeah, that's true. He'd have to be like S bomb, S bomb. Oh my god! Fornication bomb, fornication bomb. No, he can't do that. Um. Okay, I had a couple titles. Mm-hmm. Um, and one I am so proud of. Like, oh, I'm excited. Should I go so first? Then? Proud. Mine aren't good. Mine aren't good. I should go first. Okay. I don't. I don't even know what I had. I think I had. Hold on. I had one written down. Where'd it go? Oh, I had deadly intents and purposes. <laughs> I don't even get it. I don't know because because I recently in recent found out that it wasn't intensive purposes. Oh. I just recently learned that it was intense and purposes. Yeah, so you should have explained that cuz that yeah, it's so not that was, funny title. No, it wasn't. I also wrote down deadly intense and tortoises. So I don't know what happened. What? I'm, I don't I don't know. I don't No, I tried to get somewhere with Larry. I tried to get somewhere with Wi-Fi and I tried to get somewhere with Transient. And then what about that's what I got. Why lie? Oh, that's good. Okay, so I missed the boat on this one. I missed the boat. I'm fine. Listen to our Patreon of our ransom episode because I nailed it. Did you? Did you? I feel I feel like I did. Okay. Wait, I I did. My titles. Yeah. The one where Jonathan never accomplished anything. Jonathan. Um, You're harshing on Jonathan. You need to stop. I know. I love Jonathan. He's cutie. Um, Okay. This one is so good. I can't tell which one I should do first. Okay. All right. There's two that I really am proud of. One is regional and only California people will get it. Okay. So are you ready? This is Mm -hmm. only for Southern California people. You're killing me, Larry. Oh, so good. Right? Proud. Thank you. Proud. I'm proud of that. So that's a um, mattress commercial in Southern California, and it's it's omnipresent. It It really is. It's no, that's not the right word. It's it is omnipresent. Okay. Okay. It's always here. Yes. I yes. Yeah. It's always yeah. It is. What are you trying to say? It's not omnipotent. That's what I was thinking. I thought I said, and then it was going to be the wrong word. But I picked the right word. it's all the time on TV and it's really annoying. And yeah. also it could be what people are saying in this episode. You're killing me, Larry. Oh, yeah. Also, Mank could just say it to him. 
Oh, uh, how good also, would Connie. that be? Connie literally he tried he tried to kill her literally but then Mank could have been like sarcastically you're killing me Larry you're killing me Larry with a little wink uh-huh. and a smile oh I would have given a hundred dollars to see that I know oh, wouldn't that have been dang. so good yeah it would have been great okay and then my my last one stop blowing up my phone that's good do you get the I the totally meanings? get it no it's really good because strong showing right? from Timberly tonight. Thank that is you. unbelievable. Thank That's you. Great. I was sitting with my parents and I got some wit, like it just came to me. Oh, but then my good. dad goes, I don't think that commercial is nationwide. And then I got very sad. So then that's I came okay. up with the other one the about blowing up the phone. But you came up with another one. Yeah. That's amazing. I, I was. I don't know where I was. Sometimes You're you just need great. a little encouragement, maybe. The, Thank you. No one. I'll take that into. I'll take that into account for next time. No, I meant like from my parents. Maybe they need to tell you you can do this, Katie. Okay, they can. They can send me a text. I would like that. Yeah, um, or have your husband do it. Maybe like. Yeah, I I can have him do that because occasionally you get the the title yips. I didn't want to say that, obviously, but already I'm thinking it, and now you've put it into verbal, <laughs> and now I'm worried. Okay, don't no, because you did good with it. ransom. You did good Move with ransom. Into Twitter. Oh, Twitter. I forgot about Twitter. Twitter me. Oh my I'm god. Ready. Okay, uh, that chick you like says, "Wouldn't it be great to see Josh Mankiewicz punch Larry in the throat?" <laughs> <laughs> what if he just punched through the glass? <laughs> like I the don't Hulk. condone violence, but I, I have a sneaky suspicion that he probably wanted, wanted to. He was giving him a look like it was a throat punch. Mm-hmm. He was giving throat punch face. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gary Georgievich, there's a maniac out there, and he's dancing mm-hmm. like he's never danced before. There we go. Yeah. Uh, Marty Reckless Simmons, lesson from tonight's Dateline, don't let transients piggyback off your Wi-Fi. To which Cynthia Wears Purple said, you know, I've never been asked. I'm only 62. There's still time. (laughs) I've never been asked either. No transient has ever asked to use my Wi-Fi. Um, The diva said, Wi-Fi transient killers. I knew they were out there somewhere. Yep. Uh, San Diego. Yep. Freddie Davis said, spoiler alert, Jerry is an owl. (laughs) Uh. Two two negative says, "Oh, you want me to describe him? Let me look at you and start describing your hair." So bad. Yeah, it was really bad. Um, Strix Owl says, "What time were the searches done? Surely there are timestamps, which I didn't even think about. And is why were there no timestamps on what time the searches were done? That would prove if it was Larry at work or the transients at night." I'm sure they had, but that it doesn't matter. Were the transients using his computer? Were they? Was he leaving the roll door open and they were going no. into the warehouse no. and being like, "Hey, no, maybe they all share a Google account." Maybe, um, maybe they were buying stuff on his Amazon and paying him back. Yeah, uh, they needed supplies. Freddie Davis again. Is that? Engine Joe or Engine Joe? I mean, we we don't want to waste our time looking for the wrong Joe. Oh, it's (laughs) Indian Joe. See how important these details are? (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, Voso T Patrol. We should just all call each other Jerry because, well, I guess that's okay to just call someone that Jerry. (laughs) Which is... 
What? He just calls him Jerry. He doesn't even right. know his name. No, just Jerry. Yeah. Hey, it's like, hey, bud. But instead of bud, it's like Jerry. Hey, yep. hey, J- hey, Bob. Hey, boss. Jerry. Hey, hey nope, J- Jerry. Chief. What's up, bro? <laughs> Jerry. I just call everyone Jerry. Sorry. Um, end table. Jerry reminds me of the imaginary dog I made up to blame things on when I was married. His name was Wawa, and he never shut the cabinet doors. That is amazing. That's actually one of my notes was... It sounds like it sounds like every time he's talking about Jerry, it sounds like Jerry's an imaginary friend. Yeah. Every single time. Yeah. Yeah. Um PT Alps curses that Jerry. He was the bad guy in Parks and Rec too. No, he wasn't. Jerry Gergich had a hot wife. He did. And beautiful daughters. He did. He was not liked by his coworkers for reasons no. unbeknownst. He kind of messed up a lot of things. He was a poor Jerry. Um, so sad. Uh, Gary Georgievich again. People can find extraordinary strength after you try to blow them up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Linda Waters. I don't believe Larry. Athena. Did you notice his middle name was Gerald? A.K.A. Jerry. I rest my alter ego case. To which... That. Dateline responded, very observant on your part. We wondered the same thing. <gasps> so Larry's middle name is Gerald, G-E-R-A-L-D. Do we think he just made it that obvious? Larry that, is like, Jerry. La- that Jerry I am, is I am, Larry. I am Larry. I am Jerry. <laughs> Larry, Jerry. Wow. Larry, Jerry. Larry, Jerry. Can, I mean... Come they on. should have used that in court. Yeah. It's the bipolar excuse. Yeah, yeah exactly. Absolutely. They should have gone with that. Um, so I was going for the Chinatown thing. Like, sister, mother, sister. Mother, sister, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, so this person, I'm not going to read their name, said, tonight's Dateline episode is with Josh Mankiewicz, so you can go ahead and skip it. Eat a weed gummy instead. And what? Josh Mankiewicz wrote, another satisfied customer. <laughs> Good for you, Josh. I know. That uh, hurt my feelings. I know. It's really sad. And Andrea got a tweet that was just so rude and she clapped back so brilliantly. It was so good. Good. Um Ugh. they were criticizing her clothing and how she Stop looks it. too fancy. Stop it. Uh-huh. And I was like, let's it's 2018. Let's not criticize women who are successful in their professional careers and have the audacity to wear what they want to wear. It's right. almost like we have control over our own bodies. Oh, good for you. I did. I went there. I was I'm mad. Glad you did. That's ridiculous. Come after our yeah. queen? I yeah, don't think stop. so. Stop. Um, and my last tweet is from Rebecca Crook. When they say life plus 30, 13 years, I think of him dying in his cell and leaving his body there for 13 more years. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and someone responded with a skeleton gif, like a cartoon <laughs> skeleton, like waiting. <laughs> So funny. Jerry's here now. It's <laughs> just Jerry. Larry's gone. That is so <laughs> creepy. Sorry. That is so creepy. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I think that's all we have. Uh, we love you. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter and um, Facebook. I'm running Facebook now, which is crazy. I still don't totally understand it. So She's doing great. Um, I'm probably missing a lot of things. But... Um, and our Patreons have a new episode up. We cover 
Ransom, which is a crazy episode. So it is. Uh, Become a Patreon. Loving Life and Above members get extra content. We love you all, all Patreons and non-Patreons. We love everyone. So don't watch oh. alone, everybody. Watch with Native American Joe and Jerry. But or Jerry. Tell Jerry to shut up <laughs> and wait till the commercials to talk because that guy is a chatterbox. He will not shut up. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody.